Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. You're listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is Season 3, Episode 70. And the 2021-2022 New York Rangers season has come to an end as they run out of gas in the Eastern Conference Final and fall to the defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning in six games. Hey everyone, it's Andy. I am recording this uh, by myself. James, unfortunately, is indisposed with work. Uh, there was also, he had mentioned to me, he, this might also be him uh, boycotting some of uh, Gerard Gallant's coaching decisions last night uh, in elimination, but uh, he is going to be back for our episode that drops on Thursday, where we will cover said decisions and we will uh, get the quotes from uh, Breakup Day. Uh, as When you listen to this episode dropping on Monday, they're going to meet with the Rangers will meet with the media one final time at noon. So James and I will break down all those comments. Hopefully someone gets some illumination on some of Gerard Gallant's decisions for that final game. And just the, you know, the playoffs as a whole from the players just to really just gauge, let the dust settle a little bit on their emotions and kind of just gauge how they're feeling. Um, and yeah, so this is just kind of to wrap up the ride. It was, I mean, what a season for this Rangers team. Um, I mean, it's 24 hours later and I'm just feeling, you know, I can't imagine how the players are feeling. You could see it on their faces, how devastated they were and just feeling empty. And uh, it hurts, man, because I think it's one thing when you're used to being in the postseason. Um, even a few, you know, during the McDonough, Girardi, Stahl, Lundquist era, Rangers teams, you know, some of their runs, they, it's just, you kind of got, when you're in the playoffs so much and you lose, it's just, I don't know, you get a little used to it, but the fact they went as far as they did and they're just after not being there for so long and it looked like they had a chance, especially after games one and two of the ECF. Yeah, it's just for it was an exhausting ride. I mean, the two seven-game series, uh, numerous injuries. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, this is clearly farther than I think most fans and the media thought they would get. Um, they would like to 
say that there was always belief in the group in their room and i'm sure there was but even i think you would tell early on there was a just a, the knowledge that igor had kept them in and i mean what a season from igor shesterkin my god um i mean gonna win the vesno going away i think he should win the heart and you can say i'm biased as a fan of the near rangers and of him but just he's recorded some just some of the the best numbers we've seen in years i mean you know, uh, I was looking online and Jay Fresh Hockey, who I'm sure everyone knows on Twitter, um, big uh, uh, analytics account and just posts, uh, you know, just uh, player charts. And, you know, um, Shesterkin had the best single seasons goal saved ever in the regular season and the best single playoffs uh goal save ever in the playoffs. And that's in response to someone's, where does Shesterkin rank all time in GSA, which is a goal saved above uh, expectation. And yeah, I mean, you know, and it wasn't an easy playoffs for him too. I mean, he was, you know, he, he, this, this team Rangers team bent and he certainly bent at times. We think back to the Pittsburgh Penguin series, but he never broke. And he, played his heart out and he when he, it mattered the most he was there and even in, in a losing effort um in game six against the lightning he played great i mean you know say what you will about maybe the the one goal he gave up the first goal to stamco's goal but um yeah it's just tough it's a lot of hockey it's hard to be sharp and it's just you know vasilevsky is obviously still very very good but I think one of the biggest differences is that that the, the the Tampa Bay Lightning are a championship team. They insulated their goaltender, and the New York Rangers absolutely did not. And that's clearly going to be the next step for them. Is well, well, you would hope that not repeating the sins of the past with Henrik Lundqvist and having a an one of the best, possibly the best goaltender in the league, and saying, hey, maybe we should work on just defending better so they don't have to do have the workload so when there is the work there they can easily manage it and handle it but um yeah it's just like i said it's the players described in their uh post game um scrums there was a lot of drained and uh stoic and um you know the word empty was thrown around a, a disbelief you know, was throwing this just, yeah, just the looks on the heartbreak on their face was palpable, which is such a shame. Um, but again, I mean, obviously there was a lot of anger over, uh, some of Gerard Gallant's, uh, co- coaching decisions, lineup decisions, playing as Ryan Strom, who was clearly could barely skate and, uh, bringing in Dryden Hunt and, and scratching Capo Caco. So, and again, I, I do want to talk about all that, but I do want to wait for James. And especially, I would like to, before we start talking about it, I would like to get, um, you know, we would like to see what Chris Drury and Gerard Gallant have to say for themselves in the, uh, you know, in, in the breakup day presser, because he will be asked about it again. He refused to answer it. He said, I'm not going to answer that right now when asked by Vince Mercogliano twice. Um, but. Yeah, I think this podcast is just going to be just trying to sum up, recap 
the season for what it was and the postseason. And yeah, I mean, you you can't as painful as it is, and like I said, shoulda, coulda, woulda in a lot of these instances. You can't be anything but. I don't know how you could be anything but uh, proud of at least how this team, which is clearly not a perfect team by any means, and are clearly there's. I think the one thing you could take away from this playoffs is that the teams that you can, you obviously it's one thing to to play, you know, your system competently, which most of the successful teams do. But I feel like the teams that, you know, just really had an identity and played to it the strongest, uh, those are the teams that won. And I mean, you know, I mean, Carolina is a strong possession team, but, they, you know, they they weren't perfect defensively. They got away from their game a little bit at times, and they around allowed the Rangers to, you know, just to come out on top of that series. I mean, same thing with Pittsburgh, who were all over the the Rangers at times. Obviously, they were unlucky with injuries, and um, obviously, you you can't say the Truba hit on Crosby wasn't a, a major factor in that. But at the same time, it's you know they also allowed the Rangers to linger around and. You know, I think the Rangers have a lot of work to do, they're, but they're still so young. And the fact that they went this far, it's cr- for a team with their average age as low as the Rangers to get this far is crazy because there's a lot of other teams that are more seasoned that have could have plenty more excuses that did not make it as far as the Rangers did. So in that sense, I think they have to see this as nothing but a success. Obviously, if you ask the players right now, it's not because they fell short of their goal because they felt like they were so close to the cup final. But, I mean, in terms of a building block, this you couldn't ask for a better return season to the playoffs. Um, The challenge is, you know, you have to learn from your mistakes in this postseason. Um, Chris Dury did an excellent job identifying players to bring in at the trade deadline to help this team in the postseason. Um, he's going to have to do that again in the off season, and I, I forget who said it, but um, I saw online that you know just talking about the cap situations of the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche, those teams manage their cap so well, and it gives them a competitive advantage, and it's why they're in the the position they're in. The Rangers have a lot of tough decisions to make this summer, and um, yeah, it's just one thing. It's you see a lot of teams that go have far playoff runs that they kind of regress. I mean, you know, Tampa went to the, <laughs> they went to the cup final and lost to the Blackhawks. What, what year was that? 2015. Um, the year after the Rangers went to the cup final for the last time. Um, and then they missed the playoffs the next year, I believe, or did they get swept? They, I, it was one or the other. I forget which one, but you know, there's, it's, it's not always a linear path. You know what I mean? It's, it's very understandable that, Chris Crowder does not score as many goals as he did this year. It's very understandable that Igor Shosturkin might not put up the Vesna and Hart caliber season he put up this year. You know, but, and the Rangers could take a step, it seemingly take a step backwards, but you hope that a lot of those factors are mitigated by Chris Drury letting the right uh, players walk, um, re-signing the right players, you know, locking the right players up to as competitive as contracts as he can. And, 
and honestly, yeah, and just identifying what where this team is lacking. You know, are they top heavy? Are they too bottom, you know, fourth line heavy? Do they have enough two-way forwards? Do they have enough speed team speed? Do can they do they have enough puck movers? Do they have enough shooters? It's those type of things. And they're gonna have to really look at this team under the microscope and see what problems can be addressed within from within and what problems they're gonna have to outsource and what luxuries they can afford to part with because uh, as this team that just went on this run you're not going to see at least a couple of them will not be near rangers next season so yeah it's a uh, it's an unenviable task that's for sure but again i think it's one they're happy to make uh i don't see how the ranger staff don't see this season as anything but a a success considering their relative age but again um and i'm not i I'm tempted to talk about it, but I am going to wait for James, especially once we get some uh, some illumination from Gerard Gallant on his decisions. This is an organization that has a you need young assets to help for cap reasons, and also just in terms of potential, your your potential stars of the future. And this is an organization that has a poor uh, history of developing their young talent, and also uh, honestly just keeping them complacent <laughs> you know how many although i will say and actually you know i won't say although we don't really know but uh the day after the range got eliminated uh, the rangers re-signed vitaly crafts off to a one-way uh you know league minimum deal almost or, or, or excuse me 895 or whatever it was but um yeah and we don't know if that's with the express purposes of He's either getting one more shot at the Rangers roster or if the Rangers are going to move him or and we don't know if that's the players want or the teams want. Uh, so even though we're not ready for it, the offseason is already upon us, uh, unfortunately. But, you know, it was nice to not have to after years of and, uh, you know, as fun as it was to be like, um you know who who can with their with these draft picks who who might the rangers be able to draft and what trades can they make and this and that it was fun to be playing hockey into well into june i mean a that means the off season is much shorter which is always an underrated aspect of having going on deeper playoff runs uh you don't have to wait as long and yeah and just be yeah it's just this uh, the fans of this team and James and I, as long as we've been recording this podcast for the last three seasons, we've been yearning and waiting for playoff hockey with this group. And we finally got it. And it, you know, as disappointing as the ending was, it just the, just the journey along the way into each subsequent round. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I can't say anything else. I mean, I still, it's funny. I don't, I still think the highlight for me was winning game seven against the Penguins because it almost felt like a new lease on life. Uh, and I was leaving work when it was on and I only got to, I, I literally walked out of the building at work and I had it on my phone right as the overtime period was starting and Keandre drawing that penalty and that home and then Panarin scoring. It's just to, the fact that they were on the brink of being eliminated and they just staved off elimination and, you know, and they won. I couldn't believe it. It was just felt like a new lease on life. You know, it was just jumping around the streets, hooting and hollering and 
just watching games with friends and a hockey competitive hockey game every other night um, with varying results up and down. Just man, it was uh, emotionally draining. Again, I I can't imagine how the players feel physically and, and mentally because even just as a fan watching it, it felt draining because it was long. But and just even in the series against the Canes, just you know, just even once being so confident at them going in Game Seven because they had done it already, and just seeing them literally just take control of that game and outplay Carolina and just the emergence of the kid line and Lafreniere finally, finally showing what we can expect from him in the future and Heedle having his coming out party and, and Capo Caco just looking, you know, like the defensive uh, beast he can be. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley cup is on and DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NHL has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in all of sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. There's so many good memories for me attached to this run. And as obviously, as much of it sucks that it's over, it's, it's, it was all so much fun. And just interacting with all our fans of the podcast and getting to drop this content. And man, it was fun. Um, it wasn't fun dealing with all the, the Rangers haters. But that's just comes with the territory, right? And the second year your team is out, then the, the you know, the buzzards come to try, you know, just to try to kick you while you're down. But listen, it is what it is. I mean, it was not without controversy. And I think you can make an argument that between, you know, the hit on Crosby and, and maybe there's obviously some luck involved, but there's luck involved for every team is what I would respond to those people. Like, you know what I mean? It's just staying healthy and injuries and luck it, it's 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 a, it's you know there's not a lot i mean it's weird it's like i and on one hand there's not a lot separate on any given night i feel like any team in the national hockey league can beat any other team i just think that what separates the teams like tampa and maybe we'll see if the avalanche but um there's just such a just belief that even when they they can get what they need by just sticking to their system and just believing in their personnel. And they just, yeah, they just, when they need something, they, their players, you know, when John Cooper needs something, their players step up and give it to him. And uh, yeah, they all pull the rope at the same direction at all times. And the Rangers at times were all pulling the rope in different directions. But when those few, you know, the, I would say the, the few games where the Rangers looked dominant were in sync, they were, and the whole team was pulling the rope. They looked scary and they're so young you know what i mean like it's it's crazy to think that the kids will only get better um should they remain with this team it's crazy to think that adam fox and keandre miller 
are only going to get better. And I mean, listen, there's a lot of uh, players, I think, that deserve some um, credit for their postseason and some who I think deserve some criticism. I mean, and listen, it's hard, you know, if guys are, are clearly playing through injuries, so sometimes there's not much you can do. Panarin was clearly hurt. I mean, obviously, that game seven goal was, uh, yeah, he was a hero there, and that was great. And honestly, towards the end of the, the Toronto series, he finally was looking like himself again, but his line mates were so beat up they couldn't skate, Strom and, and Cop. But, uh, you know, Zabanajad, I think you could say he was up and down, but again, he was, I think he, he ended up, he was by the end of his own third in, in uh, scoring in the playoffs there for a bit. So, you know, Fox was uh, Adam Fox led, you know, to this point has led all defensemen in the playoffs and scoring. I'm sure McCarr, once he gets into the series, will will break that. But uh, he was excellent. You know, Keandre, by the end of it, was I think he was getting the most time on ice of almost any Rangers player. And that just shows where his game is be- taken off, too. And this is literally his like floor right now is with which is mind boggling that we not to not only have a player like a defenseman like Adam Fox, but to then have someone like Keandre Miller and that in the future at the peak of their powers, the Rangers will have one of one of these guys on the ice at almost at all times in a game, you know, bodes so well for them. Um, you know, like I had mentioned the kids, uh, Ryan Lindegren. I mean, if you ask me who the two most important players for the Rangers in the playoffs were, one is one is Igor, obviously, most importantly, but Ryan Lindgren might be number two for me. I mean, just the way him coming back, the team rallied against him and how it settled them down. Just, you know, his performance ever since coming back, um, you know, coming back in uh, in game uh, five at the Garden in the Pittsburgh series. I mean... It was the. I think it was the. Tur- it was definitely a turning point, and just to see what a warrior he is, and some of the goals he got this postseason, and just even though he's hurt, still blocking shots and going to the locker room and getting worked on by by Rammer, and just coming back out. Lord knows what they did to to keep him uh, in shape to get back in the game. You know what shots he's getting to numb what, and how heavily he's taped, and yet he's still played like an absolute warrior and i mean you know you he deserves all the credit in the world because that was what a performance by him i mean he's what a heart and soul player and i mean those are the type of guys that uh rangers fans specifically love throughout their history the you know the adam graves uh dan girardi types you know so kudos to him um yeah i mean and obviously First and foremost is Igor Shosturkin. Um, I know I mentioned off the top just how crazy dominant he was. And the fact that he faced as many shots as he did and the fact that he not, didn't have... It's not like every game was perfect for him, but again, every game wasn't perfect for Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, but, man, just... The Rangers are so lucky to have him. And again, I my hope is that they don't squander having a goalie of his caliber and talent like you could argue they may have with Lundqvist and just just because you have him does not mean you can play loose and put yourself in those situations it's like you're well you're better off just 
you know, just doing what Tampa did, just bearing at a certain point, getting into your defensive posture and, and bearing down and giving him an easier workload. You know what I mean? So, but for the amount of uh, shots he fa- the Rangers gave up and I think historic numbers, which should be, is a little embarrassing, but it's also kind of how they, they were built to go on this run is that they feel, felt they had the best goaltender in the world in net and that they could play a little bit more loose and it worked until they ran out of steam. But uh, yeah, I think uh, he's clearly the reason they arrived at this point ahead of schedule. But I don't know. Your goaltender's on your team. There's no shame in that. And you you play with the hand you're dealt. And the Rangers were dealt a uh, Hart and Vesna caliber uh, season and performance from Igor Shesterkin, and they took advantage of it. And unfortunately, it wasn't enough to overcome you know, the deeper teams in the league in Tampa, the defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning. And, you know, obviously the subsequently will be the Colorado Avalanche. But they when the dust settled, there was only two teams. There was three teams left. There was Tampa. There was the uh, Colorado Avalanche. And then there was the New York Rangers. So uh, I don't think anyone had that on their bingo card at the beginning of the season. So it's hard to say uh, it wasn't a success in that in that instance. So. But, in a big but, uh, all the concerns I brought up are still concerns, right? This is a pivotal moment for this franchise right now, because you can go in a lot of different directions from here. You can choose to resign or not resign players. You can trade your younger assets for players, or you could hold on to them and believe that they will eventually become contributors to your hockey club. What Chris, I, what Chris Drury does is, your guess is good as mine, but at least what he did at the trade deadline should inspire some confidence. But again, I don't know. I mean, Gerard Gallant, I think we saw enough of this run to, or at least you, you saw a glimpse of what makes him a good, what his strengths are as a coach and probably what his weaknesses are. We know the X's and O's are a weakness for him, as a lot of times tactically he seemed just out uh yeah out coached which wasn't great <laughs> uh but that being said his message and his ability to get his players to be calm and trust in themselves and not give up and to just trust in the process even when you're there in tough spots or tight spots it worked i mean it worked until it didn't but it worked for to get them to the Eastern Conference final in, you know, six games. So, it, yeah, I mean, you know, that's not to say that maybe they're hopefully the Rangers can tighten things up. We don't know if it's, you know, one year to get the, uh, to make his point and then another year for it to finally sink in. But um, it seems that the players really like him. I mean, again, we'll see what, what happens with this Capo Caco uh, controversy going forward here. Um, as um, hopefully we can get some answers on when this podcast drops on uh, Monday afternoon. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's again, it's tough because it's like this team wasn't perfect. The coaching wasn't perfect. The defense surely wasn't perfect. Even Igor wasn't perfect, but they, they just, they, they got what they needed when they needed it and they didn't quit. And they were able to get this far based on just just will. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. If they can do this 
as such a imperfect team. I mean, think of what they can do if they address these problems. I guess the the problem is, will they address the problems and will they take the right uh, lessons away from this uh, this run here, or will they let it lull them into a false sense of security and maybe invest in the wrong avenues or double down on the wrong aspects of their game? So that's the biggest thing for me is that. Um, you got to make sure that this run, you know, and all the good moments and all the pain that comes with falling short, that it means something and that it's not wasted. and It's not squandered. There's a lot of, uh, you know, UFAs on this team. Uh, the market this summer is going to be interesting. There's a lot of interesting names floating out there. There's a lot of, you know, between teams looking to shed salary and retiring players and interesting superstars on the market. Uh, it'll be interesting to see the rumors that kind of start coming, <laughs> coming in here. Um, but you know, from the various, uh, uh, insiders and, and beat writers around the league, but, um, yeah, I just, it's one of those things where again, the New York Rangers for everything they were able to do, um, this season and this off season, they have to find a way to get better. And one, you know, one aspect of that will just be another year under their belts and just having this experience almost as like the benchmark of like, this is how we did it last time. So we know we can do it. We have that confidence, but now we have to make it easier on ourselves. We have to close out series quicker. We have the personnel. We don't have to make the same mistake. We can defend leads. We can do this and that, you know, we can get timely goals. Um, so we'll see. Um, again, this this is something you don't know until it's either, you know, it's too late or it's, you're pleasantly surprised. So we'll we'll see how that ends up going. Um, yeah, again, I won't take up too much more of everyone's time with this. Uh, I can't wait till James is back and we can finally hear from Gallant and Chris Drury and the players on uh, breakup day on Monday. And listen, I think um, the, the the cup final is ever was the one everyone was clamoring for. So in that sense, I'm happy everyone's going to get it. Um, we'll see without brain point that's makes it harder. But again, you look at the goal, the goaltending, the Colorado avalanche have been getting it. And you look at where Vasilevsky is right now. That's a huge advantage for uh, a Tampa Bay lightning team that clearly look like they're in their groove, but the Colorado avalanche are not the New York Rangers. That's for damn sure. They, uh, they can score. They don't stop attacking. They play on their, uh, toes at all times. And although no no team is perfect, and they're sure, certainly not perfect, they uh, they definitely have more firepower right now than the Tampa Bay Lightning do. But do they have the uh, just the winning pedigree, the belief, and the defensive structure, and the goaltending that Tampa does? So I think we're going to see. Will does will defense continue to win them championships or and timely goals, or are they just going to get overpowered by an offensive juggernaut team? So. We shall see. We shall see. Um, again, I just want to thank all the fans of the podcast for uh, coming on this ride with us um, for the just the regular season and the playoffs. We did some crazy big numbers that I didn't even expect because obviously uh, it's the best time of year to be not only a hockey fan, but a New York Rangers fan. And uh, yeah, well, we just loved all hearing from you and all the feedback and just, uh, yeah. We were, even though now we're in the off season, we might not have a, two podcasts a week, 
all the time, but we're going to at least have one a week. And, uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun off season content coming because, you know, like I said, the second, literally the day after the Rangers eliminated, uh, we had questions about Capo Caco, the Rangers signed Vitaly Kravtsov. So again, uh, no rest for the wicked, it seems. And when you go deep, you have less time to get your ducks in a row. The draft is coming and who knows what the Rangers, even though they don't have their first round pick, which goes to the Winnipeg Jets, who knows if they will flip players for picks. We don't know who knows if they will trade with other teams just in general, uh, what free agents they'll sign, what packages Chris story is looking at. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, not, not a lot of time to, to digest. And as we get into the off season, but, um, again, just thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod. You can always tweet at us if you have a question you want to address on the podcast, or you just have um, a comment you want to make, you want to shout out. Yeah, like I said, just tweet at us. Uh, and yeah, we have some other fun off-season things in the works too. Well, we'll be sure to do some uh, merch giveaways. We will be doing some. Uh, some stream live video streaming episodes we'll be going live a few times when we can and uh yeah again we have some exciting stuff in the work but just for now i just want to say i'm very happy and grateful for the season the 2021 2022 new york rangers had and you can say what you want about this team that uh they're not perfect (laughs) they don't always they make things too hard for themselves uh and they ran out of gas but Despite all that, there is no quit in New York. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.